1: Go to Shopify.com slash Betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Betches.
2: Welcome to So Bad, It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
1: Bells high. But this here's a jam for Fellas. Try to do what those ladies tell us. Get shot down because you're overzealous. Play hard to get females to get jealous. Okay,
0: smart, Go to a party. Girls are be clad and show a body. Your chick walks by, you wish you could sex up, but just stand another wall like you was Poindexter. Next up, Next day's function, high class luncheon. Food is served and you stone cold munching. Music comes on and people
2: start to dance, but then you ate so much into this bitch your dance. A girl starts walking, guys start corking. Sits down next to you and starts talking. Says she wanna dance because she likes the rules So come off that so and just bust the mood. Get a girl, get a girl. What is up, you guys? It's so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. It is Thursday. Damn, this goes fast. Week in, week out, it is the grind. You guys, um, I have to apologize. Oh, I don't know. Apple Podcast needs to apologize. Damn them and their coal mining asses. Um, so, yesterday uh, on the pod, I had <coughs> Lindsay Hubbard from Summerhouse and. We had the best time. If you guys have heard it, I think you you heard how good of a time we had. And Apple, I mean, Apple really has, um, you know, if you're around the kids, get them out. Um, fuck me in terms of they still haven't updated their app. It was so weird. My podcast disappeared from the platform yesterday, and then it came back, and uh, the Lindsay episode, Some people got it. Some people didn't. It's on Spotify. And by the way, I will say this. Apple Podcasts, if you're listening, this is where Spotify might start getting market share on you guys. Get your shit together. That was uh, horrible. And especially, uh, by the way, the interview will be just as good tomorrow or the next day or I mean, years from now, that's that's one they're going to remember me by but you know it's just frustrating man you put this much work into something and then the the last piece of the puzzle the most important piece doesn't get out there and it's frustrating You guys know this with your lies. It's frustrating when you've done the work and then you have to trust somebody else and they don't come through and it's like a big corporation, so you can't get a hold of anybody over there. It's not like an 1-800 number where you can, can I speak to Mr. Apple, please? No, you're like this small cog. But anyways, for those that did hear it, I know you guys, I got so much feedback on it and Lindsay... We've uh, DM'd uh, uh, a bit today, and she it was so great. Um, she was so fun, and she was really there to uh, to play ball. Somebody said, was she drunk? No, she wasn't drunk. She had a rosé uh, and might have had one before we talked. But you know what? I love that. I was all caffeined up, so please, I wish I could make all my guests drink. Like, that was so good. We could have kept going. So, um... Also Lindsay made fun of me more today for um for liking these shows as as a man So um, I thought that was great But please do not not listen to that episode I think it's really And especially if you if you love Summer House I think you really will like this interview So I was really proud of the experience And I just want you guys to hear it So enough of that crap And also, my God, you guys What, what an amazing uh, listenership we have um, I had asked for a thousand reviews I was 22 away And I got it I got it. That was my birthday wish. So thank you so much for making my birthday, um, wish come true. My birthday is on Sunday and, um, I, uh, I can't wait for it to be over, but thank you for that. That was like really cool. Um, just to remind everybody, I kind of had this, you know, you set little benchmarks for yourself and a thousand reviews, uh, was always something that I was like, whoa, if I have a thousand reviews, that means I'm like. Really, <laughs> it means I'm really good. But it's funny, like, it really, you have to set those little benchmarks for yourself and these little things. Now, today's guest, uh, you know her as the Bravo Breakdown. Her name is Sasha Morfa, and she is incredible. If you guys have seen her on Instagram, she's been on this podcast a couple of times before, and I'm so proud. She's like in my class, I feel, of people who started at the same time over on Instagram. And, um, she had a really cool thing happen to her where she is producing a show with embassy row who produces Watch what happens live and a lot of amazing podcasts. And we talk about that experience on this and I'm just so dang proud of her, um, and and so well deserved. So it's so exciting to see good things happen to good people. But we go into all of that stuff. Um, but I'm going to talk about a couple of stories before we go there. And then Friday, you guys, you guys that have seen Real Housewives of Dallas this season. Now, there's a plot on there. Cameron um, is training her new dog, Fancy. And yeah, We have the dog trainer on the show. So Brad Bevel, Cameron and Court's dog trainer of their dog fancy will be on the show. I talked to him today. He was awesome. And it's like a really cool conversation. Like it's not, I, I, everybody has something really cool to talk about. Like that is, I, 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 that's the one thing that never fails. Like I can be in a bad mood before I start, or I can be in a bad mood after. But when I talk to somebody, it is kind of like the most excited exciting part of my day and no matter what happens before or after for those like that hour or that half hour that I'm talking to somebody it's really cool because you're actually learning about somebody else and this he like he's like a genius with dogs like he he really is like he talks about dogs and their behavioral um uh, you know, psychology. And I thought all of it was just fascinating. And he seems like a master at what he does. And I was like, shit, I'm like a master at podcasting. So I was like, do you have any questions for me? And he didn't have any. But <laughs> that's going to be on Friday, along with the Kardashian solo recap. So we had a full week of goodness. And I just really man, what a what a what a what a good week. Um I don't know why I said what a three or four times. I just guess I'm trying to fill the space. Uh, So Sasha is on today's show. I wanted to talk about a couple of things. Now, I watched Real Housewives of New Jersey. Are you guys feeling New Jersey? I feel like it's a little bit Atlanta-like. And we talk about Atlanta in today's interview with Sasha. But I feel like it's... I don't know. Like, today was just one of those episodes where it just kind of came and went... You know, there was a a scene where Melissa uh, was talking to Gabriella about, like, sex. And it was kind of weird because Melissa can't really pull off. You know, you can always tell when Melissa's playing to the camera. And I don't, you know, I don't have any problem with Melissa. A lot of people really dislike Melissa. I don't. But I do like, I do realize that a lot of her scenes have, like, this certain, like, rhythm to it where it's kind of fake. Uh, and of course we have Marge in her book and they keep trying to make a plot line out of Marge's boss when she was younger, um, that she had sex with, but he kind of like forced that onto her. And I know there is a, a huge issue and I'm not a huge issue. I know it's highlighting an issue that a lot of women go through in terms of men forcing themselves on them or them feeling like they need to, to get ahead. And, you know, there's a real important, um, like a story there, but at the same time, uh I just feel like it's being lost in a lot of the other things. Like I really uh love Margaret, but this season it's just I feel like when they get a plot line like hers is the book and her house renovation, kind of, but the book mainly. And if it doesn't really hit with audiences, then you're left with that plot line for the entirety of the season. And I'm excited to read or listen to the audiobook of Margaret's um, actual book. But I don't know, for some reason, it just kind of Uh, and then you have Teresa she finally admitted she had a boyfriend and I I don't know like for some reason it's not all coming together for me personally but what I guess I love about these shows is that maybe it is coming together for somebody it's not like a total failure and we've had really high moments of the season when all the guys get together or that first uh, episode with Jackie and Teresa but I got to tell you too I have once again turned a major you know 180 on Jackie I really don't I don't know I don't I don't—I I, I think—I hate to say this. I think I might want her gone from the—I love this. Like, I'm some kind of king. I think I want her gone. I think I need her to leave now. Also, you know, this is why I need—and by the way, I think I have a lot of— uh, We had um, my friend on uh, a couple months ago in January, and she's like a fashion person. I need to get her back on because— uh, I don't know how to judge fashion so when I see and I feel like it's a huge part that I'm missing with this when I see everybody post about like reunion outfits and all I see is like oh they're all wearing white like I I guys I'm like they're all pretty I don't know what we're judging here like you know like and everybody on Instagram makes a big deal out of this stuff because I know it's exciting for women but like I'm trying to be like oh well they're all like they're they've all you know, covered most of their bodies, you know, congratulations, like we did it. Um, Like, um, you know, I kind of get excited, like, oh, Andy's wearing another suit. Cool, cool. But uh, unless they were like in coming out in Halloween costumes, which would kind of be a really cool thing for a reunion. I don't get it. So, And I know it's a huge part of loving these shows. So I do need a fashion correspondent at times because they were also showed the uh, Summer House reunion outfits, which by the way, did you uh, get, uh, in yesterday's interview with Lindsay, she admitted it's a two-part reunion. So we have a two-part Summer House reunion, which is great for only, what, we had 11 or 12 episodes? Perfect, 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 perfect. And what I'm banking on is a secrets revealed episode after those two episodes so we will see uh i am holding my breath so hopefully but i even saw their outfits the only thing i knew was that like luke was wearing like this four button uh i don't even know how to describe it you guys he was wearing like this kind of suit that looked four (laughs) i just keep saying four buttons I i don't know like once again they're all in clothes it was pretty exciting um we also are getting more and more confirmation, you guys, that Vanderpump Rules will be filming the first week of May. I will keep you posted as soon as I know anything. Uh, I will be camping out like it's a midnight screening of a new Harry Potter film, so I will be first in line. Uh, can you imagine if I just like have big signs? And I'm like, let me in, Tom Tom forever. Um, I I think I've had enough time where I can get excited about the show again. Um, And also all quiet on the Jackson-Brittany front, or maybe I just have blocked it out. I have not checked if they've done any posts after uh, Nipplegate on Monday. Nipplegate, really. I mean, that's now there is a theory going around more and more that Jax did that on purpose. Jax was like, Let's show a little nip and give him something to talk about. Let's give no that's <laughs> could you imagine that? If your husband, after you just birthed a baby, was like, Let's show him the nips. No, honey, I don't want to. Show it. Show it. Um I don't know. I I pray for little baby Cruz every day. When I say my prayers at night, I'm like, Little baby Jesus <laughs> little baby God and Jesus Will you pray? Will you pray with me for Cruz? Will you watch over baby Cruz? His dad, Jason Couchy, exposes the mom's nipples to a wide swath of people on Instagram. Um, Also, this is interesting. I watched this reality show on HBO Max because I was like what the fuck is this it was called Wall Street but it's W-A-H-L Street and it's a reality show about Mark Wahlberg and all of his businesses now Mark Wahlberg fascinates me I am a huge huge fan of the movie Boogie Nights Boogie Nights is directed by Paul Thomas Anderson and um, you know he plays an 80s porn star Uh, and it, it Paul Thomas Anderson is one of my favorite directors of all time. That, Magnolia, Punch Drunk Love, There Will Be Blood, uh, Phantom Thread was amazing. He's just somebody that I really, really love as a director. And uh, I know he's not everybody's cup of tea, but I love him. But I think it's Mark Wahlberg's best film is Boogie Nights. But I've always been fascinated with him because there was an article, and I've been meaning to talk with you. This has been like... This is in the same file that I had, like uh, Garth Brooks and Justin Bieber. Do you have your computer on you? Because I read this article and I wanted, I wanted to read it to you guys because I was like, this made me want to not um, live life anymore. If this is how, if like, if this is how somebody chooses to live their life, I'm doing it so the opposite of it because we talk i talk about this a lot about high functioning people i talk about this on today's podcast with sasha because i'm like how do people even manage like it is so hard for me to like wake up in the morning like there's like and i mean i'm awake physically but mentally i don't get awake for like three hours like people will be texting me like it doesn't even hit me it's it's so weird But I read this article, like, this was an article from February 7th, 2020. So this is pre-COVID. And Mark is in that kind of same vein as Garth Brooks. And the fact that Garth is like, hey, I'm Garth. I love life to the fullest, you guys. I love it, you know. And he does things like, hey, I'm on Facebook, (laughs) We're here. Who thought I want to post cool stuff, slick stuff. Um, that of course was Garth Brooks, uh, joining Facebook for the first time. If you are new to the podcast, uh, Garth has provided this podcast for many, many moments because you can make fun of certain things that he says. But the thing that I love most about Garth Brooks is that he has this core belief that life is amazing and that everybody is one. And he's like a really positive person. So even when I think he's ridiculous. There's that flip side where you're like, well, he's still amazing because he really believes in what he's doing. He's like, really believes in the human experience. And, Mark Wahlberg, I got to tell you, I think he might be Garth Brooks Jr. Because this guy, if you watch this Wall Street, W-A-H-L, Wall Street, his hands are in everything. And he just goes around from thing to thing. And he has passion. And he's like, let's do, let's, you know, I don't have a real Mark Wahlberg accent. Like, how you doing? I'm muck. I'm mucky muck. Like, that's not a Mark accent, but that's what we're going to use. Uh, for the sake of this so this was an article about his daily life okay now Mark Wahlberg if you don't know um, he started off as Marky Mark um, and his group was called Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch and I don't really know what has happened to the Funky Bunch I don't know if they are they still a bunch do they hang out as a bunch it's like what happened like where where is the Funky Bunch now like we know, Mark is Mark Walt. Marky Mark is Mark Wahlberg. But what happened to the Funky Bunch? Like, wouldn't it have sucked if you were one of the Funky Bunch, and you see Mark go to the top, and you're like, "We're still the Funky Bunch." <laughs> how, how do we? What? And and I don't even see him on cameo. You know, like, hey, we're the Funky Bunch. Like, they can't even do cameos because you'd have to be, you'd have to have the bunch. Like, do they live together in, like, a condo situation where, like, the Funky Bunch all live together? Because the Funky Bunch implies they're a group of people, and you can't have the Funky Bunch living in, like, six different locations. So if you don't know, this was Marky Mark's big song um, that was hugely popular around the time his brother Donnie Wahlberg had new kids on the block.
0: Yeah. yeah. Can you feel it, baby?
2: G. G. I. E. my body and selfie, Moran, wealthy, have a pocket one, child, big spring,
1: you a show with no intoxication. So come on, feel the vibration. On, break it, break it. Yeah, Can you feel it, baby?
2: I can't. Can you feel it, baby? I can too. Can it, I can too. <laughs> that was actually Mark Wahlberg. There's literally a lyric in there DRUGG. I T R U G G Y in my body. Like, it's an anti-drug song. He told us years later that he was uh, a very big uh, marijuana user (laughs) at the time. But, like, so that whole video, you guys, was black and white. And he was all ripped up because he was a Calvin Klein model, like, right after this. Um, But I love the fact that some people don't know he had a rap career for, like, two albums. Uh, and yeah, Marky Wahlberg and the Funky Bunch. So what? And also, I've never been in a situation with a, a lady where I'm like, "Can you feel it, baby?" <laughs> I can too. <laughs> Wait. By the way, I would love. This is what I need a call in uh, a call in line because I would love to know the weirdest thing a guy has ever sent to you intimately. Like, has guys and and for guys to guys or girls to girls, has anybody has have people said like. You feel it, baby. I can too. <laughs> hey, you feel it, baby. <laughs> Could you imagine? I turn to you and go. Can you feel it, baby? 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 Can you feel it? How do you even write that? Like, yo, in this one part, I want to say, can you feel a baby? Can you feel a baby? <laughs> I would literally die. Can you feel a baby? And then I would just choke laughing. Can you feel a
1: baby? Can you feel a baby?
2: Can you feel a baby? <laughs> feel it, baby? <laughs> oh my God. I think I'm going to die can you feel it bit? can you feel hey, hey I got I got one question can you feel it bit tonight if anybody has any significant others before you go to bed go can you feel it <laughs> can you feel it? can you feel it baby <laughs> can you feel it baby <laughs> oh my god it's... <coughs> okay somebody needs to make me a shirt with can you feel it baby so bad it's good stuff. can you feel it baby that's so bad it's good <laughs> okay <laughs> this is how I'm gonna die I'm gonna die this way <laughs> okay, so that's not even what we're going to talk about here. He was in, uh, this, is from, this is from a um, some kind of web zine called Man of Many, manofmany.com, and it's Mark Wahlberg's diet and workout plan. So you're like, okay, what, does he go to the gym for like an hour? Like, I've done that. Sometimes I'll hike for like two hours, and I'm like, damn, I'm like ripped. So with his average weight of 185 pounds and his 5'8 height, ooh, he's tall, um, Mark Wahlberg isn't exactly a professional bodybuilder material. Nevertheless, one could easily imagine him participating in the nearest weightlifting competition. Why would we imagine him doing this? Okay, so it's a far cry from his days as a Calvin Klein underwear model during which he capitalized on some signature washboard abs. By the way, this is written by a, a gentleman named Jacob Osborne. Um so as it turns out, the secret of Wahlberg's success is a tier of dedication that will render you exhausted just by hearing it. And you guys, just fair warning, it will exhaust you. I've gone through many I've known about this article since it first came out over a year ago. And I went through phases. It was like it was like a death where I went through like bargaining, like anger, sadness, because I was like, what the fuck? Like, and this guy's like a millionaire and stuff. And you're like, my whole point, whenever I think of somebody rich and all that, I think the whole point is to like get to a point where you don't have to work. And this guy, I'm just like, you've sucked all the fun out of being a star. You know, you'll see what I'm talking about. But he seems like he digs it. I don't know. Um, the actor has previously claimed that he wakes up as early as 2.30 a.m. to start his day and then launches into a diet and workout routine soon after. Okay. So are you guys ready for his, his, his plan? And by the way, I don't fall asleep lately until two 30 or three, and I'm not even drinking like that's just, I don't, I don't. So anyways, okay. <clears throat> One of the actor's most recent diet programs has him consuming his first two meals before most of us have even woken up. Here we go. Two thirty AM, wake up. So, okay, 2.30 uh, what's up, I'm Mark, how you doing, uh, can you feel it, baby, I'm up. <laughs> 2.30 a.m., okay, uh, 2.45 a.m., that's 15 minutes later, if you do simple math, you can figure that out, prayer time. So he's like, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, yo, it's Mark, what's up, God, it's me, how you doing? So that's 2.45 a.m., he gives himself 30 minutes of prayer time, 3.15 a.m., breakfast number one, and you're like, damn, I love food, right? Food's awesome. He has steel oats, peanut butter, blueberries, and eggs. What the fuck are steel oats? Steel oats, yo, can I get And These are all prepared by a professional chef. Imagine being Mark's professional chef, having to wake up to make some steel oats and like a like here's some Jeff and steel oats with some blueberries and eggs. Okay, so he, he shovels that down. He has 25 minutes before 3:40 to 5:15 a.m. That's workout number one. So he's always like, yo, I'm I got I'm full of I'm full of steel oats and peanut butter. I need to work out for like an hour and a half. So he does that at 5:15. And then there is a 15 minute window from 515 to 530. And that time is unaccounted for. So I don't know what he is, we need to figure out what he's doing in those 15 minutes. But at 530am, breakfast number two, at 530am breakfast number two, this one is a protein shake, three turkey burgers, and then five pieces of sweet potato. Now, if you're gonna dangle something like five pieces, I wanna know how big the pieces are. I am a quantity over quality person. So like, what are we talking in my head? Are we like, do I get like five whole sweet potatoes? How are the sweet potatoes repaired? So many questions. So. 5.30 and then at 6 a.m. he showers like yo gotta get in here gotta wash this sweat off from my, my workout my prayers and then he has an hour and a half scheduled for showering unless they're not sharing what he does and so 6 to 7.30 a.m. 7.30 a.m. he golfs so maybe like he has a drive to the golf run. I don't know 7.30 a.m. and then at 8 a.m. he has a snack and his snack is 10 turkey meatballs 10 turkey meatballs so it's like—is he on the golf course? And are they like slinging meatballs at him? Like, is it like an old spaghetti factory? It's like, yo, let me see if I can catch him in my mouth. Mmm. Like, I just—this seems impossible. This seems like okay. So eight a.m. and then nine thirty. He has an hour and a half. Like, this must all be together because he's golfing at 7.30, 8 a.m. is a snack. So, I mean, I'm assuming he's still golfing while he eats a snack. And then at 9.30 a.m., he does cryo chamber recovery, which is like that freezing machine that's supposed they've done on, on like, Real Housewives before. We've seen it. So, 9.30, cryo chamber recovery, 10.30 a.m., breakfast number three. We have a grilled chicken salad. Now we're talking with two hard-boiled eggs, olives, avocado, cucumber, tomato, and lettuce. That sounds, that, now that is my speed. Okay, now 11 a.m., family time. Okay, that is very family time. We got meetings. We got work calls. And then 1 p.m., we got lunch. And for lunch, he has a New York steak with green peppers. Now, I don't know about the green, I've heard, I've heard multiple sources say green peppers aren't good for you. I don't know. So 2pm, we got more meetings and work calls 3pm pick up kids from school. He has like three kids, by the way, 3.30pm snack, grilled chicken with bok choy, of course, you know, when I was in elementary school, you know, my mom would be like, yo, snack time, I'd be like grilled chicken with bok choy again. She'd be like, of course. Um, 4pm workout number two, 5 p.m., shower, second shower of the day, 5.30 p.m., dinner, family time. Like, if you're his kids, are you like, Dad, why are we eating at 5.30 p.m.? Now, it's fish, uh, halibut or cod or sea bass with veggies, such as sautéed spinach and bok choy, 7.30, bedtime. When the fuck does he film his movies? Like, he didn't even schedule his movies in here. Like, how, what, what happens when he's on set? How does he do this? So... So 7.30 is bedtime, 2.30 is wake-up, 7.30, 8.30, 9.30, 10.30, 11.30. That's four hours, 11.30 to 12.30, that's five hours to 1.30, So he's seven hours of sleep. Does he ever watch TV? I mean, nobody's going to want to—he probably doesn't want to watch his movies, but I— I just—I don't—it I don't, just upsets me so much. How—like, it's—what it's, is the fun of life if you can't, like— cancel shit and like where do his friends come to him but anyways I've been watching this Wall Street and um uh you know it just follows him from thing to thing and I gotta tell you it is pretty strenuous and it doesn't even have this in in it but I can you feel it baby? <laughs> can you feel it baby <laughs> feel the vibration <laughs> anyways that is Mark Wahlberg's life I don't I I just I I don't think I could ever do it, you guys. I just, I don't know. There's so many things. (sighs) What if I got all hardcore like Mark Wahlberg? What if that's what it takes? What if I get Mark Wahlberg on this podcast? I'm like, no. From minute two, I do the mashup. And then from two to 10 minutes, I talk about, hello, how are you? From 10 minutes to 12 minutes, I ask, how you doing? (laughs) You feel it, baby? (laughs) Okay, okay, this is stupid. You guys, the last thing I want to talk about... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, be professional, Ryan, this is dumb. Uh, The last thing I uh, want to talk about is today, speaking of HBO Max, we got the world premiere trailer of Bethany Frankel's uh, new reality show. Um, It is called, now we knew this uh, that was coming out, but it got like delayed because of COVID, like everything. But it's called The Big Shot with Bethany And it's streaming on HBO Max, April 29th. So you guys, next Thursday, we will have this show out. And we will be able to cover this on this podcast. Now, if you watch the trailer, I would play it here. But there's just too many visual things that I don't think it would play well over a podcast. But basically, and I hate to say this. I think Donald Trump has a lawsuit on his hands. This seems like a direct ripoff of The Apprentice where she's like, I'm a busy lady. I need to have somebody by my side. You know, I am an entrepreneur. I do everything. And like, it's like some, you know, funny Bethany jokes. It really does, it does seem like Bethany's scenes of Real Housewives in New York. We see Dorinda pop up at a certain time. Uh, and basically, she is hiring for her, you know, Just Be brand or Skinny Girl brand. Um, and she's trying to find a new person to run aspects of her company. You know, it's a competition reality show. I, I got to tell you, it's probably going to be decent. I will watch it. But, I, you know, when I say I'll watch something, that doesn't really mean a hell of beans. Like, I you know, I, I, I've i watched most of like the real world, like every season. I've watched every season of every Bravo show for the most part, and I'm catching up on the ones I don't. So I've watched so much bad TV in my day that me saying like, I'll watch something doesn't mean like it's a stamp of approval. It just means like, I'll pretty much watch anything, which I think a lot of you guys will as well. So I'll be interested to see what that is. And also, we never got to cover this story on Monday, but Bethany, Frankel did uh, supposedly do stand up, and then she had somebody leak that story to Page Six. I was thinking it was going to be a part of this reality show, but they're saying no, it isn't. But you know, didn't <laughs> she, Bethany? Sure, quieted down after she had that Meghan Markle tweet. We kind of saw her lay low a little bit, so it'll be interesting to see her do press again and to see how far she can stick her be well foot in her be well mouth, um, because it's wild how much, you know, it's when people start believing their own press, when people start believing their shit doesn't stink. I've met a couple of celebrities, uh, you know, through the years where you're like, Oh, no, they're starting to believe all the shit we've said about them, like they're starting to believe they're untouchable. And for Bethany, she has every reason to be confident. But it's interesting. Like, I always really appreciate the people that have quiet confidence. And that's whether it be a female or a male, because I think there's, you know, there's something strong in not telling everybody about something but doing those things and i gotta tell you bethany with her charity work what a i mean what an amazing thing and i that's why i always kind of uh really appreciate certain aspects of bethany but then when she tries to give her commentary on things that are not asked of her it's like girl you you're not on entertainment tonight you're not asked to report on your opinions of Meghan markle um but it will be interesting. I'm I'm actually really excited for that show. Um just to see what it's like. I, I like to it'll be interesting to see if she can return to reality TV that is not Bravo. Um so I will be very interested to see that. I, I are you guys interested in it? Are you guys into that? Maybe we should cover it on the show. Let me know if we should cover it or if I should cover it on Patreon. Uh which by the way, uh me and Maritza Lo- Maritza Lopez, we uh we recorded the season 2 episode 1 of Real Housewives of Miami. We did the first season, and that is finished. And now we just recorded the second season. It should be out sometime tomorrow afternoon. And uh, me and Kate Legaco are going—Kate <coughs> Legaco, sorry—are going to cover this week's Real Housewives of Dallas. That should be out tomorrow as well. So there's things over there on the Patreon if you'd like that. But I got to tell you, Real Housewives of Miami—if you guys aren't watching it, it is on the Bravo TV app, and they are doing a new season now, they're rebooting it for Peacock, which is NBC's streaming service. And NBC, of course, is, um, you know, the umbrella, which uh, Bravo is under. So th- that'll be great that they're doing that. But I got to tell you, the first season was really good. I loved it. Already, the first episode of Real Housewives of Miami, it's my first time watching it, you guys. If you haven't seen it, it is so good. Like the first episode comes out of the gate. I'm like, how is this show not still on the air? It's so good. Mama Elsa is Marisol, which is one of the characters in it. It's her mother, and she is the one that had bla- bad plastic surgery, and her face got botched. And by the end of the, the first episode of the second season, she is being wheeled into an ambulance, and she's like, oh, I hurt! And, you know, the ladies are following her out. And I can't... It is classic Housewives. It harkens back to, remember, Vicki Gunvelson on vacation being wheeled out of the room? Remember... <laughs> you know, and I was just like, this is amazing. It is still amazing that Bravo has such a catalog that, you know, I, I haven't watched all of it. So when I go back, I'm like, damn, I mean, they've been producing great content throughout the years. And I think that is incredible. So um, but what also is incredible is my next guest. Damn, that was a smooth trans that's smooth transition baby smoothest I can get we have an amazing next guest her name is Sasha Morfa Uh, of course you guys know her as at the Bravo breakdown on this Instagram where she uh, does these amazing edited pieces um her and her dude do this together um and I don't think we've ever actually got to meet her guy but he helps her with these but it is so edited perfectly um just really great and and the true uh gift of all of this is Sasha herself and uh Uh, She's an actor, so I really appreciate talking to her from a different angle than with a lot of people because we kind of have lived similar lifestyles as actors. So it's great to talk. We talk a little bit about acting um, and then we, of course, switch it into what she's doing with Embassy Row uh, with uh, the the deal she just signed. And then, of course, we go around the world with Real Housewives of Atlanta, Real Housewives of Dallas, Little Vanderpump, a little uh, a lot of summer house. We go all around the map. I love her so much. So I think you are going to really, really dig this conversation. So, you guys, this is Thursday. We are almost to the end of the week. I hope you guys have a great Thursday. And also, I just want to remind you: please uh, give that Lindsay uh, interview uh, a chance, or not a chance. Just listen to it because it's not on Apple Podcasts, obviously, for some people. So, don't forget it because I just had such a good time, and I, I, I think you guys will really laugh uh, during it. So, um, we will talk to you on Friday. Bye, guys. Here's Sasha. Can you feel Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your Thursday episode. Today, um, you are actually just going to listen to me catch up with a friend. And that's what I consider. see. I don't even consider this work at this point. This is actually just going to be fun for me. And I'm just going to uh, let you guys listen in, and it's going to be amazing. I can already tell you that. Um, this person, you might know her as uh, the Bravo Breakdown, but uh, what you might not know is, uh, we're going to find out more about, is she is potentially uh, going to have a show out there based on what you've already seen on Instagram, which I need to find out all the information. Plus, she was on Watch What Happens Live. Uh, she she was on there with, with all the greats. She is now on the Mount Rushmore, and I remember uh, watching that with pride. Um, but we're going to talk about all the shows. We're going to talk about what she's up to. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the pod, Sasha Morfa. Sasha, My thank God. you so much.
0: Thank you, Ryan. I'm so happy you're back. I was so looking forward to talking to you today. It just makes my whole No, day- it's
2: one of those things where I was like, oh, this is so easy. This is not even work. And I, well, not that I think of this as work, but you know what I'm saying? Where you're yes. like, oh, I have a, a shorthand with this person a little bit, you know? Totally. Um, totally. And I also forgot to say this in the intro is that I was, I couldn't sleep um a couple of weeks ago and HBO Max, and I turned on the uh, John Stewart movie. Uh, I think it was called Irresistible with Steve Carell. And you were in the Steve Carell. Uh, oh my the, gosh.
0: The, I, was so, <laughs> I was like, holy crap, holy crap. I was like, where's he going with this? I'm like, HBO Max. I'm like, what am I watching on HBO Max? Like, oh, <laughs> That's it. Yes.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, like, well, that's what I, I find. Uh, I love talking to you because it reminds, you know, like I, I I, am an actor. I started off as an actor and so are you. And the first conversation I had with you, it was definitely during quarantine and stuff. And we were talking about pivoting in careers and going which way the the, the river takes you. And I feel for this, like, you know, you're still an actor, an amazing actor auditioning. I believe you just uh, booked a commercial, which you shot, mm-hmm. but this really cool path open because of shows that you love to watch.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's so crazy that it shows that I love to watch that my actor friends used to shame me for. I know. <laughs> you no. Know? I'm like take that. Take they
2: thought that. less of you. They thought less of you for this. I know.
0: It's so <laughs> funny. It's just it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, you like you said, you just go with it. Like, would I have ever guessed that this is what I would be doing a year a year ago? No, I would have never. Would you have ever? Like I would never would have oh. thought that possible.
2: If I thought I was going to be at my desk talking about Bravo for like five oh hours time at night really? and then like, yeah, I mean, but yeah, at the same time, great. you know, I, I can say I never thought it, but at the same time, it doesn't, you know, it like, doesn't surprise me. Oh like, yeah. It makes, like a, it makes sense. It
0: makes sense. It's, it's, yeah, I love it so much, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you just kind of keep taking the next right action. You know what I mean? It's like okay, so you make the video, you talk about Bravo, and then you just say yes to everything, and that's literally just what it's been like for me. Just like okay, I'm just gonna put myself out there and then say yes to everything. And I know that's just, I feel you know that sounds corny because you know Shonda Rhimes, her year. Oh, yes. I read
2: that book. I read that. Like, the, the, really the, the power the of power yes. The power of yes. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, you yeah. Really do you just like go with it? I'm like, and then when you know with the quarantine, when the time when your time opens up like that, you know, as an actor, you never have that time to start <laughs> a whole new project. Yes. You know what I mean? Because you're always constantly chasing looking for the next audition the next class the next job i mean that's, so that being an that actor call. is like a
2: non-stop hamster wheel mm-hmm. and so when you when you do slow down or or you realize like is this going to keep up until i die like i mean right. like, exactly do you, where exactly. does this get off and i think that's kind of bravo has been a refuge for me in that sense where it's like stability in a life of no mm-hmm. stability as an actor mm-hmm. you know
0: oh yeah Cause, and then it's also kind of like that same scary, scary kind of feeling. Cause it reminds me of like the soap operas where it's like, it could go on forever. Like we <laughs> yeah, could yeah, probably yeah. talk about Bravo until we die. Yeah. Well, well, do you ever
2: get scared? Bravo's is going to go away. Like I get scared. I, like, I was like,
0: exactly. I was like, we got to get new people
2: involved. Like we all uh-huh. know, like there's like a hundred of us nutcases that watch everything and we talk about it, but I'm uh-huh. like, are we bringing new people into this? We got to get we, the outreach has got to be there. You know? Uh, I know. I know. Um, so, what I wanted to start with, so you know, I I think I read the announcement from you or for Embassy Row or so. So, Embassy Row, they are the company that produces things like Watch What Happens Live. They have a string of amazing podcasts. They are really um, you know, if I were to make a, a list of dream companies to work with, I think they would be on it. How do you get approached? Because I was also listening back to our first interview, and I I was saying Hollywood sometimes is a little not as imaginative as it could be. And it'll take a fully formed product, which I think the Bravo breakdown is it looks beautiful. The comedy is there. The editing is there. And I know you and your mister uh, put this together, but like uh, how does it, how do they approach you? Like, what is that meeting like?
0: So they asked me to do watch what happens live. Yeah. With like a date, like a day's notice. So I did Watch What Happens Live.
2: You say, no, I need two days. I can't. Right, 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 right. No, no, no,
0: no. Right. (laughs) I'm like, cool, let's do it. So Watch What Happens Live. I do Watch What Happens Live. And then two days after Watch What Happens Live, some people, like some of the, a producer, I don't remember who it was exactly, but like a producer or a show or someone that was involved reached out and they were like, we loved you on the show, would love to do another meeting with you. So I'm like, cool. So I do the meeting with the team members on the Watch What Happens Live side so like this uh executive producer um one of the lead uh script producers a story producer and they're just like talking about uh basically just like what they liked about what I contributed it's like we really like this we like these things did you like
2: like yourself on Watch What Happens Live or were you like an actor so
0: okay so you know as an actor I obviously had my critiques yes that's what I I was I was was, I've always like that yeah yeah totally I definitely had those moments but I felt like overall I was okay with it I was like that's fine you know I didn't say anything to make myself cringe you know, so I'm I'm cool with it. As long as you don't say anything problematic, honestly, I'm good with anybody. I'm just <laughs> Don't say anything racist. Don't say anything homophobic. I don't care what you say. You can oh, have that would be
2: that would be incredible if you you said something racist and homophobic. On right, your, right, your right. <laughs> yeah, you just ruined it all in one spot. Yeah,
0: but that's how I go about it because I tell people that though. When people ask me, it's just like. When you're being in a position where you're asked for your opinion or you're just like having a conversation and you know that a lot of people are going to see it, if the best you can do is just be open and be like yourself and a nice person, it's like people are, you know, it's fine. Because I used to get like hard on myself, like, oh, I got to have the, the best take and I got to make sure I say this and say that. But then especially if I did it the second time, it was just like, OK, just like you're saying, like, just act like you're having a conversation with a friend and somebody's going to relate to you.
2: You know well, I mean? And it's also different than, you know, the Bravo breakdown, there are these like controlled aspects to that, you know, yes. you you can cut away at a perfect exactly. line, you can, you know, and it's, it's such a really, and I mean this in the best way, it is such a nice packaged product where totally. you, which by the way, it is funny though, to watch those and you can sense your exhaustion sometimes, not in your personal exhaustion, but exhaustion and watching these shows.
0: Yes. And I'm like, are like, we doing this again? You're I'm like Drew,
2: Drew, uh, <laughs> went to the prophets, and
0: <laughs> wait, is it, is it bad? Ryan? Is it? Is no, I love it. I love it. Oh, I love okay, it.
2: Like- no, no. That's the same with my podcast. Cause sometimes I'll be like, uh, you know, I'll talk about the Kardashians or I'll talk about something yeah. else and I'll be like, well, we did it again. A complete right. storyline. I don't know why they do this to us. Totally. You
0: know? it's, it's, not sustainable. it's not sustainable otherwise. Yes. You know?
2: Well, and also that's what people come to you for is honesty and your opinion. Mm-hmm. And if we feel you were like faking that, it would come across right. like people like they, they already know their opinion on these shows. I think they come to yes. you or to me or to anybody to be like, okay, well, what's this, what's this lady's totally. take on it? What's totally. this? And sometimes they will be like, damn, that's exactly my take. And mm-hmm. it kind of, that's cool. You know? Absolutely. Okay. So you do two watch what happens live. Yeah. You yeah. Yeah. Them.
0: Yeah and then they're like okay we want to have you meet with some this, more the, the 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 development side of the department. Are you like okay. at this point
2: are you like holy shit what's going on? Okay, like, so, I mean- <laughs> okay
0: so this okay so the first meeting I was like oh my god super super excited and I had things in my mind that I that I thought the meeting would go. Yeah. And then it was so chill the first meeting and I was like oh okay maybe it's just a conversation like maybe I'm putting too much on it. They just want to get to know me. You know, they do that all the time, you know, as actors, they'll have a you'll have a general meeting with a whole network, you know, and it doesn't oh, mean anything. So I was like, beautiful. okay, maybe it's like that. And then the second meeting was with the development team, and that was like a meeting that's like, okay, pitch it to us. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wait, wait, this is this is it. I'm like, oh, I didn't, I'm not ready.
1: <laughs>
0: I didn't realize that that was the actual meeting with the actual people that would be yeah. like working with. The first one was just like, Oh, these are the people who Watch What Happens Live, you did great, cool. So, yeah, the second meeting was like, you know, I wasn't prepared, but it ended up being fine because I figured it out about halfway through. I'm like, oh, wait, I'm literally pitching you my exact show, what I think yeah. should be the, the you know, the direction, everything. So then after that meeting, we just started, we signed the contract. That was probably uh, January, February, March, Mar- maybe, m- maybe March.
2: Where are we now? Are we, whatever? We're in we, April, summer, so maybe late
0: February. Okay. So, you know, I did Watch yeah. What Happens Live in January. And then I probably signed on in like March or something, late February.
2: Yeah. So so we're still in the planning phase of this. We don't, do you know if it's I okay, don't know so, what you're allowed to say? Is it video? Yeah, yeah, is, yeah. It what okay,
0: is it pod? Okay, so right now it is like we are doing video. I just don't know where it's going to live. So right now we're basically shooting like a sizzle pilot, like just like me getting takes and things like that. And then we're yeah, like yeah, yeah. hopefully gonna get depending on COVID and vaccination and things, but we want to do some sketches with like some people that are local. Oh, heck yeah. I, I was just saying like, you know, I want to, I I want to have, if my interaction with these rival liberties being an actor, like I would prefer to feel like we're like an equal, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I, so I think it's like cool if you just have like an activity or something, if you're able to do that.
2: Well, can you do me a favor though? And don't do one of those places where they go and break stuff like they did in every reality show uh, two years yeah. ago. <laughs> or 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 axe throwing Please or axe, axe throwing. throwing oh
0: my god, well. oh my god
2: no. Um, no, But you um
0: like just... it'd be fun to like make drinks with the tom like you know oh, Eric yeah, tom, something like that yes. like well, if you the, could I mean, do your pod in person you could like hang out with them in person you it know would be
2: such a different well and they would be anybody would be, idiot, would be not down. to make a video anybody would be idiot to not have a video component with exactly that's how we know you, you know?
0: So that's what we're thinking. Something like that. We're testing out. So right now we're just like in the testing phase, like just testing out ideas and seeing, you know, what we can do. I mean, I ideally like for me, what I love most about Bravo is the community. So I'm like, I'm looking forward to like reaching out to like you guys, my friends and like, getting you guys involved and, you know, do oh, that. Yeah.
2: Stuff. I mean, I I'm, I'm just putting, I'm putting myself in there. I'm already involved. I'm, I'm a part yes. of the, no, no, but yes. is it like, um, you know, you mentioned, uh, I always think about that 10,000 hours makes you an expert on anything. And you said yeah. your second meeting was all of a sudden it turned into a pitch and you were like, Oh no, I forgot to wear my pants on the first day of school. <laughs> like, But what I love about this thing is that then you realize you're like, oh, well, I am ready for this. This is what I do. There's no like, I love those moments in life where you maybe are not prepared for it mentally, but then you're like, wait, this is actually what I do. This is Mm -hmm. not even work. You know, this is just who I am. And I have a feeling that maybe is a little bit with you, you know?
0: Yeah. And it's hard to just go with it because, you know, as an actor, oh God, the rejection. I have like... PTSD. I swear to God, I have PTSD from all of the rejection. And it's like, I've had a lot of yeses in my career. Like, and I know I'm lucky that I've had a lot more than most. I mean, you know, know. the numbers. And,
2: and, and by the way, you've had a lot of yeses in your career and that is still, you've probably gotten like 97% I know. Yes. no's like it is yes. so scarring. Like do you have your worst audition story or the worst no that you've gotten.
0: Oh yeah. Oh my God. I, it's so clear in my mind. Okay. So, <laughs> When I first moved to L.A., I was like, I'm going to intern at as many casting directing offices as I can. I did so that mind <laughs> you, you do that too, right? I'm going to learn. Robert
2: Ulrich. Oh, yeah, Chrissy, totally. So yeah, you're yeah. there.
0: You're just doing whatever they say. Yeah. You know, just being a bitch or whatever. And so <laughs> this one casting director is a total bitch, total fucking bitch. <laughs> but I came in there and I was so hardworking because, you know, I was so green and so eager. And then... Years later, I long story short, you know, I end up leaving life happens, whatever. Five years later, I get an audition and it's her. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like it's finally my time to shine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I you know that work for her. Like she was never nice to me, but I always was sharp. I always did what she asked. I come in, do the audition, Ryan. I could not remember a word. I could not remember a single Because <laughs> all word. you're thinking
2: about is five years ago, probably. And I
0: made sure that she remembered me. I'm like, you remember me, right, oh, Sasha? She's like, oh, yeah. I yeah. want you to remember
2: this failure that I did Yeah, and I'm right like, now. okay, let's
0: do it. And I could not. And she kept going, just use your sides. No, I got it. I got it. I was like, no, I got it. People don't realize-
2: that. You guys, like so basically you're going into the weirdest, no other job really does this except for actor is you get a day to prepare these like material, which it's called sides, the audition material. You go in, you do your pleasantries. I don't know if you're an actor that tries to win the room where you're like, hey, what's going on, everybody? And then it's usually just you and a casting director or you on tape, and you'll start. And usually the start is if you start wrong or something, you get immediately in your head and you can drop the lines and you'll just be like, okay, can I go again? Can I yep. go again? And I, I mean, I've been on the other side of that watching the auditions where I've seen somebody go five times in a row. I
0: know. It's, and it just crumbles and it burns and it flames like in before you <laughs> your eyes and you can't, and as the person that's happening to you, can't get out of it.
2: No, it's you're not, like crap.
0: It's, it's like the, the, uh, what the DJ is just stuck early. early, early like you can't shake it.
2: And you know, you know it's happening too. You know it's it's happening,
0: but you can't stop. You cannot stop. You can't stop starting over and you cannot read the lines.
2: Oh, God. (laughs) I mean, so what is nice? What'll be nice? I mean, but this is like a perfect thing because I think the modern day actor now is all about diversification in terms of, can you do voiceover? Yeah. Can you, do you have an opinion on things? Do you have, it's not just like, it's not the seventies anymore. We can't be like Al Pacino on Broadway and then we're picked out of nowhere to be in the Godfather. Mm-hmm. It's just like a different beast because of how much, uh, you know, how many different things there are in terms of YouTube and podcasting. Um, I think this is the only way to go now is yeah. to be successful in many different areas, which yeah. I think this is, if anything is going to help the acting, you know?
0: Totally. And I feel like they've been saying that like acting teachers and they've always been saying like, you should do multiple things. Create
2: your own content.
0: Totally. Create I was always content. like, fuck you. Like, I don't want to write a script. Like, I don't want to <laughs> get a whole crew in like a grip. I don't want to do that. But now it's changed so much. So you don't need anybody. Like you can do it from your home.
2: Well, you proved that that's what I was saying. Like you proved that it looked like a, like it didn't even look, it was a fully produced product and you guys did it on the cheap. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where you reap the real benefits because you weren't trying to be successful. I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? You weren't trying to be like, Hey, right. I'm Elon Musk. And this no, is gonna be no. a billionaire pro-. You were doing <laughs> it out of your love for this and bringing your right. talents to it. And mm-hmm. I think that marriage people can feel that, you know,
0: that's cool. Ryan. Thanks. yeah
2: but i feel like that's what it is now yeah. i do need to uh we do need to talk uh talk turkey we do de- we do need to talk bravo and i need to go uh through these shows with you as a bravo expert yes. um let's start with real housewives of atlanta because we just had the season finale this past sunday i have been wildly underwhelmed with this show this season i've had moments of pure bliss like with bolo or certain scenes what was your overall feeling about this season? And what do you expect out of the reunion?
0: I feel almost identical. I've been wildly underwhelmed. I Bolo. Okay. So the Bolo episode gave me so much life. Like I was, yeah. on a, I was on a high, like that was one of the best nights I've had in probably a, a year. It was one of the best nights of my year. It was a great night to watch. Yeah, I was confused. I was like, how
2: did a male stripper end up in one of the best nights of my year? You know,
1: literally it was amazing.
0: <laughs> it was amazing. So that was the high of the season. And then ever since then, it's just been like a downward spiral. And I, I, I will say this. I think that drew needs to go.
2: Okay. This is what I was. Uh, Cause I was wildly charmed by drew in the beginning, except for Ralph, her husband. Yes. I thought Ralph was gross, but I I mean, I don't think she's going anywhere. I think they're building this franchise around her at this point, you know. I'm
0: telling you right now, Andy loves her. I've like like on every time anyone has asked about Are you him,
2: are you and like, Andy? You need Andy. Listen to me. Look at me. Do not do this. listen
0: to this, Andy. Don't listen. Well, she he
2: puts her on Watch but What he Happens Live a, he lot. Likes her a lot. Yeah. And nothing
0: against Andy. He likes Drew. I don't like Drew.
2: Why don't you like Drew? He what is, is very your issue?
0: Okay, first of all, she's judgmental as fuck. Like what is wrong with you? Like how old are you? She acts like, But isn't that the best trait old. of a housewife? No, no, normal? no, no. It's, it's taking us backwards though. Like it's one thing to be like judgmental and just be like ignorant about it, but she's very like, um, she speaks with a lot of authority about people that is just like, you have the Delilah spirit. You, Yeah, I didn't Delilah
2: even know what Delilah spirit like, was girl, until I watched this show. I was I, like Delilah spirit. That's amazing. Yeah.
0: I was like, whoa. And she's actually very religious. So it's odd that she's like on the show even. And then like the Bolo situation, Like, I'm just confused by her.
2: I don't get, well, and this is, you know, you were talking about in your, uh, I think most recent Bravo breakdown about like the prophet and stuff. And I didn't even like, you know, I, I grew up Catholic and, you know, I know priests and I know this, um, but like prophet is like kind of a, a spiritual advisor, I think. And I never get with these- <laughs> priests, prophets, anything is that like I'm like, why are they way better dressed than I ever will be? Like the prophets in like a full like hat and like scarf that matches the hat. And like I'm like, if you're a prophet, aren't you like giving back to everybody and like you're wearing old navy clothes and stuff like no I love old navy clothes, but this guy is way too dressed.
0: It's so ridiculous. And then he's a so scam he, artist. That's what he that's, is. He's a great, he's he, a great actor and he's a scam artist.
2: Well, so you guys, if you didn't watch, I know a lot of you didn't, but I want to catch you up. And I've talked about this a couple times on the podcast is that Toya is the other, but she's not even a full housewife, which I don't know why, because she's in a lot of it, but she uh, went there for spiritual advising and supposedly Uh, the prophet really dug her and they might be hooking up, even though he has a baby with somebody else. It's a little cloudy. And then what happened was Drew would not drop it and say, You have, you know, you're sleeping with the prophet, or you're there was a lot of choice words, and it almost felt rehearsed in terms of Drew's head, what she was throwing out at her. And she wouldn't. And then the the, the season finale is wild. She busts out a cassette player and then like puts out a conversation that doesn't make a lot of sense and it totally tanked. And Total but then mistake. Drew Drew was like and
0: everyone was mad as hell that she showed up with that raggedy wig when everyone else brought a $1000 gift. Oh yeah, they out. had
2: a they had yeah. a gift exchange you guys where you had to do like a $1000 thing and she brought the first wig from the year or from the first episode I think when she got made fun of for it and other people are bringing like iPhones and stuff like this. <laughs> I would Chanel. have been so bummed out. But like Drew kind of flamed out for me towards the end of the season when I had ha- I really dug her for the most part and then the last couple of episodes she fell it, apart.
0: Yes, absolutely cuz I was tolerating her. I even I didn't even mind like the fight that she had with Kenya when they were like singing. I was like whatever like <laughs> cool, do your thing, you know. But then the profit thing she really took a hard left. I mean, I just I just her. I don't know, like I just don't
2: believe like if you're if your priest or a spiritual advisor or anybody like is finding their way onto your TV show, like that's not a good spiritual oh advisor. God. I just I don't know a lot about <laughs> spiritual advisors. I'm a basic person, but I just, I don't know. What how would you uh, how would you because by the way, people are the the audiences are so fickle now. And we're so smart and we we are so opinionated. Yes. How would you because I I'm like it Atlanta's not going anywhere Atlanta is a staple it's not like, going anywhere. and it shouldn't they, they go can anywhere have
0: a, they can have a bad season and they'll still be fine
2: how would you fix a show like Atlanta if if uh, you could
0: okay so Drew needs to go I'm sorry Latoya needs to go I'm good on both of them keep Kenya obviously we need candy forever keep
2: Kenya you don't find Kenya getting old her antics getting okay old.
0: I don't enjoy Kenya at all but she's an excellent villain because she doesn't back down from anyone. Like she will go toe to toe with anyone, and I, I think that I think she's needed because if we don't have Kenya, then we don't have a villain. Like who else is going to be the villain if it's not Kenya? And every show needs a villain.
2: It is funny. Even like my dad, I've been making him watch some like Summer House and you know some episodes of Vanderpump Rules, uh-huh. and he's very quick to point that out. Of like, well, you know, you need a Jack sometimes. You need you need that. Ooh, you know,
0: you do. You gotta, I love to hear her. So I think Kenya's very, Kenya and Candy for sure. Portia needs an equal. I feel like Portia is like the star of that franchise. But and Portia it's almost,
2: feels lost a little bit in terms of she's out to, I don't even know what it like, is. It just doesn't feel like she's someone, a part of it.
0: She needs someone to anchor her back in. Like she needs like a Nini. Like Portia has to like bounce off of someone like Nini. So they need to bring, I think that Portia will do so well with Phaedra. Like I feel like if they brought Phaedra back, it would well, there fun. is
2: a rumor that they might I mean I don't know where I, I mean I also uh, heard rumors that uh, um, uh, Who Gonna Check Me Boo is gonna come back
0: I love both of them if they brought Phaedra uh, and Sheree back I would be so happy I would just be the happiest woman ever like I would he, love that show
2: they're doing a Bravo All-Stars I need I feel like they need to do Bravo All-Stars of like this the the specific seat like Atlanta you know do yeah, specific franchise. Of yeah. Atlanta and pick because yeah. now there's such a history be, behind these shows that you do have an All-Star cast with each franchise mm-hmm.
0: but then I'm so interested to see someone like Sonia interact with anyone on Atlanta cast <laughs> I, I just I need to see that happen once in <laughs> my life like I need to see Kenya go toe-to-toe with like a Teresa like something like that you know what I mean like because it's one thing to see these women like arguing with women in their element it's like and that to-
2: they know that they know the exactly. rhythm you know but I want to
0: see like what's Ramona gonna do when she's actually someone that doesn't put up with her you know what I mean it, I, would love I to mean I
2: mean I was talking about this uh, earlier or last week about Ramona being so wildly inappropriate and out of touch, but at the same time, for some reason, she is, and I find myself doing this as well. She's almost considered like a caricature of herself. So we forgive a lot more with Ramona than most people. And I don't know what that magical thinking is, uh, but I even find myself doing it of like, oh, well, she just is so horrible to everybody. Like what is that that we do with certain people? Is it, is it because they provided us so much joy in making fun of them? Like, I don't know what that is.
0: I think it's that. And something about her is endearing something about like, she has this childlike sense about her. Like, I think it's probably, you know, she always talks about her, her parents were like rageaholics and stuff. Yeah, It's like something about her. I feel bad for her.
2: Yeah. I don't know yeah. what it is. When you, 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 I sometimes find myself, well, she's harmless because she says such stupid outlandish things, but then I've realized I've thought that about other things in the past and then they've come to, to light and it's like yeah. made the country horrible, you know? So I I do, I'm curious to see, like in terms of Real Housewives of New York, which is coming up like in like two weeks or no, like a week and a half. I mean, are you curious about how that season is going to be because we have the introduction of Ebony Williams, yeah. uh, which we had the taglines this week, which I'm sure you, you checked yeah. out. What are your expectations of New York?
0: I had high expectations. Now I'm a little worried. The taglines didn't really do it for me and the trailer didn't really do it for me. So I'm a little worried.
2: It is worrisome when you see the real house as a Beverly Hills tra- trailer and you're like, Ooh, that looks like I even was good. like, I love New York more than Beverly Hills. And in terms of trailers, I really enjoyed the Beverly. There was more bang for I your it. buck.
0: Loved it. Okay. So, so I'm going to pick your brain for a second. Yeah. So we're going to be, if, if I were to have the opportunity to interview a person from Beverly Hills or that lives locally in person, yeah. who do you think, who would you want to hear from the most? Considering I that mean, it might be around some sort of activity.
2: Okay. Well, I mean, of course I would love for you to do Erica Jane setting up a checking account in her own name <laughs> at Wells Fargo. Uh, that would be my first. To, well, I mean, but for real, if you ever could, you would
0: never, I mean,
2: it would first be, no, not the checking account, but someone it would, that
0: would actually do it though. She's <laughs> but gonna do anything. You
2: would be amazing. Know, I'm telling you, there she is a reason it. to pitch people like Erica Jane for that because I don't know. Anyway, I think that but would be an let's amazing think it's the one that would actually go. Okay. okay. I would love to, I think Sutton would be too, um, too, too frantic in certain ways where you wouldn't get an interview out of what I really would love to see is you with Kyle or Dorit. Um, and, uh, uh, if it was with Kyle, I would love for you guys to go shopping together. Uh, I would love for her to pick out an outfit, maybe one of her caftans from the Kyle violin collection. Um, if it was Dorit, my dream is you guys would go to Buca De Beppo and she would take you behind the scenes, um, and and things like that. But also I think those two conversations could be wildly fascinating and you could probably get a lot more out of them than most people. And I think they're, they would be willing to go there, you know? Yeah. Who is yours?
0: That's I honestly. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking Dorit, and then Kyle would be. I feel like Dorit would be the most willing to do it. Kyle might be a little bit, you know, because she's Dorit
2: seems like she might be game for some weird things. I think she would TikTok presence.
0: Totally. Um, I mean, even like if we did like a bridal game, a game because she (laughs) does a bridal uh, line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think she would be happy to have the opportunity to promote her products, whatever she's got going on.
2: Or it'd be kind of cool to... uh, Is it Rebecca Minkoff, the new... uh, Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. It would
2: be interesting to talk to her before... Crystal, Crystal. Crystal, sorry, sorry. Crystal, it would be interesting to talk to her before the whirlwind starts because I would love to... I mean, you could do a before and an after because I feel like sometimes they think they know what they're about to get into and then the show airs and how they're perceived. It's like Heather Gay with Salt Lake. I don't think... Uh, I talked to her briefly, and she was uh, had no idea. She thought she was going to be hated by audiences, mm. and mm. I would love to know what they thought beforehand, and then what it actually turns out yeah, to be. That's, you know?
0: Okay, yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good can, idea. Can okay. I produce your show? Oh my gosh, seriously? <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> um, Give him a check. So, Shoot, um, but, I got my so, mental list going. Don't you worry.
2: We got New York and Beverly Hills, and I feel like that is such a treat for uh, Bravo lovers because. Uh, But at the same time, I do want to argue for Bravo to give us like a month break where we can just catch up with friends and family as quarantine ends, you know?
0: Oh, I know. I was just talking to my friend about that. It's like, I love Bravo so much. And when I was only a consumer, I love the fact that it never stopped. But then once you start like actually doing it for work, essentially, it's You're like, studying oh. it. yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, please. I'm like, can I get a break? Like, no, can we hold off? Give me like a little beat before Beverly Hills. Like, can I just,
2: well, yeah, I was like, wait, New York. And then but two weeks later, Beverly Hills. I'm like, oh. are you sure we're going to be able to deal with this? Um,
0: not deal with it (laughs) (laughs) well no i
2: think about it almost like withstanding things like you have to train yourself (laughs) to like
0: but like, they're not thinking about us, though. They're thinking about the masses—the ones that are just taking it all in, and they're, you know, they're looking at the memes as they're scrolling through. They're listening to your podcast. They're consuming all the content. Yeah. Those people love it because they have so much to distract them from their miserable lives. Like we, <laughs> but we're giving them that, you know, and they don't want to fucking pay us, and that's something <laughs> yeah, we're keeping well, them alive. Well, that's—I
2: mean, it is funny to make. Uh, you know, they. This really does. It's like I truly love it because I don't make anything from it, and it's fun. Like right now, it's fine. Like eventually, when I'm doing right, the podcast. Right. You know, as a potential homeless gentleman in the alleyway, it'll be different. I'll just try to steal somebody's no. Wi-Fi at Starbucks. <laughs> but um, okay, you're stick you're you've stuck with Dallas all season mm-hmm. and I've stuck with Dallas all season. Yeah. What are your overall opinions of Dallas?
0: Okay. First of all, I love DeAndra. I never really thought about DeAndra before this season, and I'm really into her. I feel like she is the most aware on the cast. Like she just like, I feel like she gets it. Like she knows that money matters. She knows she needs to pretend like she's Christian, but really she's Buddhist and doing all this other shit, getting her nose sucked out. (laughs) She knows how to play the part, but she, to me, is the most down to earth and she's the most open-minded and the least judgmental of all the women. I wish she would stand up for herself a little bit more. Like that one uh, argument she had with Brandy where Brandy tried to blame her for the headline that came out. I'm like, you You, did nothing wrong. I
2: I, I mean, but I mean, she says her shaman training has helped her relax a little bit and that is a direct...
0: But so Deandra I love and Mama D and the dynamic between them. But when I tell you... Carrie is one of those housewives that I I can't stand her. I hope I never run into her ever in my life. Like she is the worst type of person.
2: Oh, well, I got to, okay. Say this, say, okay. On your new show. They're like, no, Sasha, (laughs) you have to talk to Carrie or you you're out of a job. How do you, how do you approach that as an interviewer? Because I would be the same way because Carrie makes me lividly upset. And especially, you know, as of the last week when they did the reunion, she had covid and couldn't go. So we were deprived of, and oh. she gave it to Brandy, supposedly. I, I mean, how would you deal with that in an interview?
0: Oh God.
2: Would you tell her you're frustrated with her?
0: I think I would. Well, I would, like I said, I would want to do it around something that she's promoting. So we'll do your anal beads and you could talk about your <laughs> and then I'll be like, uh then we'll get to the meat and you know, what I'm saying the meat and potatoes, and I'll ask her, I'll be like, um. First of all, why did you pour fucking salsa all over that woman's bed? Are you insane? That was, all-
2: you guys, you guys, if you don't watch Dallas, <laughs> she gets drunk every episode. And then hey. they were at like this nice Airbnb thing or whatever. They spent a lot of money and they did like a fart bomb smell. And then to get back, she took a jug of salsa and threw it all over this nice flipping bed at three in the morning. A jug. I think she needs,
0: like, help. I think she has an alcohol problem, and then when she drinks, she has, like they said, she has no boundaries, and then her anger is so nasty. Like, she pushes people to the edge when she drinks.
2: I think we we found the biggest clue to her personality a couple of weeks ago and it was kind of glossed over where she said as a teen she was sent to outward bound because she was a troubled teen that was uh, her dad considered her too much of a brat and spoiled and I feel like that's exactly who Carrie still is oh my and God. she almost needs to go to outward bound for adults because
0: Seriously.
2: she and then and then even uh I, it was kind of an editor troll this past week, but we saw really quickly her with her daughters explaining how her mother was an alcoholic and they call her on FaceTime and then they cut forward to next week's episode where she falls through like a glass thing yeah, drunk yeah. and they, they I kind felt of-
0: I, yeah, I felt really like a like really kind of bad watching that because it was like, okay thank you for that reveal because I needed to hear her say, I watched my mom binge drink for weeks on end because that really tells a lot about her personality. So that's the first thing. And then secondly, I immediately felt bad because they exploited the shit out of her. I'm like this finale, they're going to drag her, but she kind of deserves it. It's like, she look at, she's been an asshole the whole season. Now maybe you can show why you're, why you're an asshole because you have a fucking drinking problem. Like it's actually, it
2: also seems like she takes the whole, like the whole cast Is like for some reason on her side in like arguments with DeAndre or something like that. I'm like, how does Stephanie and Randy and all these, like, or even Cameron take Carrie's side all the time and they're always worried about Carrie? And then they're never worried about like Deandra and right, you right. actually have real issues, you know.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the way that they react, like in the sneak peek of this finale, how they're all like, "Oh my gosh! Like I can't believe she did this! Like she has anger problems when she drinks." Did this just like this? Was this a revelation that just that happened that yeah, one? I, like, time? I realized like ten episodes it? ago. Yeah, my, I'm like,
2: confused. Um, what I mean, I personally enjoy Dallas a lot this season because I, and I know a lot of people just said it was trash and stuff, but I really loved it because I didn't expect anything from it. What, I mean, what was your, was it a hassle for you to watch each week? What did you feel?
0: So it is my least favorite franchise, obviously, but I, like, I agree. I enjoyed it more than last seasons. And I just, I really enjoy just like just the idea of knowing that there is a chinese woman on the real housewives of dallas that just made me so happy like to see her every week it just made me so happy
2: tiffany moon is one of those people that i was like you know stunning brilliant um uh seems like a family person somebody of moralistic integrity just
0: giving her a full seat at the table like you let her be her fabulous self yes show us her weird That's so exactly- it's your fucking lock on your closet. Like, I want to see the conversation with your mom. I want to see you and your twins get freaking manicures. Like, I just love when she's on screen. It just, it's just so great to see. Like, she is a great housewife. They were trying to stop her. They were trying to block her shine brandy. You're going to try to tell, make this woman, make us believe that this woman is making you feel bad for the racist shit that you said when she has done nothing, but basically forgive you and move on and you won't allow it. That irritated me so much.
2: Well, you see how like, I mean, we've heard this. For the last couple of years, and I'm dead on uh, uh, in agreement of representation matters. Yes. But I do think the next step is is to like, okay, great. But like, yeah, don't forget that Tiffany is her own weird ass housewife. Exactly. Let her Let be her.
0: her. Let know, her shine.
2: That's what I'm saying is that like, I feel like we've even like, there's so much more weirdness as a housewife to explore when she does, when she can take the time off from explaining why something's offensive to Brandy, you. you know?
0: Thank you. Thank um, you.
2: And, then, and then, by the way, that's like, you know, the question I always, uh, you know, if I get to talk to Tiffany sometimes is that like, does it sometimes get exhausting how like to have to teach people when it's like, you're, you know, not that she's trying to show her weird self, but yeah. it's like, you're on this show and all of a sudden you're having to teach people like basic. It's like how to tie your shoe, you know?
0: mm-hmm mm-hmm And that's why when I saw that clip of Crystal with Sutton and they're already talking about, I don't see color. <laughs> I wasn't surprised one bit. Like if I had to guess, I would guess Sutton. But it just like immediately I was disappointed because I'm like, why is this her job? Why? Why does she need to talk to this woman about racism? Like it, it's irritating to me. Like, why can't she just be crystal and be fabulous and be rich and be, she can be a bitch. She could be a narcissist. Let her be whatever. She does not need to be an educator. And I hate that for these people because if I go on a show and the cast is white, I'm not signing up to teach y'all about racism. I'm I'm here to just be me.
2: Well, I mean, I always think about that in even terms of uh, of of you and Raven and Monty and yeah. stuff like that, where I'm like, I wonder how exhausting at times mm-hmm. it is when it's like, well, I'm here to talk shit about Dallas and Atlanta and I don't need to, you know, like I'm here to, and I sometimes wonder, cool. and I don't think that's the proper way to ask that, but like I do sometimes wonder about the exhaustion level of things like that of having to teach people when sometimes you're just, you're just looking to talk shit and talk about Bravo too, you know?
0: Totally. And it it does, it does get draining. And I think for me, it's like, okay, I do it when I feel like it and only when I feel like it. And if anyone has anything to say to me about it, that it is not black, like I'm not responding. Like I used to respond and be like, Oh, well, this is what it means. And Oh, well, but engage in a conversation. And especially if I scroll up and see that you've been interacting with me for some time, like this one woman, I couldn't believe it. She's been following me for like, it, it looked like it, it's been like at least eight months so in interacting with me. And you know, you don't know, but I've seen that I've liked her, like, you know, yeah. uh thing that she sent and responded here and there. So she, we've had like a really friendly rapport. I'm like, oh, huh, okay. So I obviously have been talking to this woman. And then out of nowhere, I posted something about, um, oh, <sighs> I remember which one it was anyways, it was one it was one of us that got murdered. I'm, I can't remember I'm like that's why isn't that sad
2: yeah, that, is, that, right mean, that is I mean that I mean but by the way I that that remember. says a lot right there God. You know?
0: Wow, I just got chills anyway, so she said, well, that's what happens when you resist arrest and I this when I tell you the breath got knocked out of me, I felt so betrayed because I felt like she had like presented herself as an ally, someone that I thought really saw me. And then for her to say that, it just like punched me in the gut. I was like, wow. And I'm like, this is why I'll continue to post because I'm like, please reveal yourself because these people are like, there's so many nuances when it comes to racism and people only wanna really shine a light on the obvious racism. Like, do you use the N word? But it's like, you got these people out there that like, they might like me because I'm a palatable version of a black person. But then when it really comes down to the core, it's like, she's still racist.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, microaggressions everywhere. I mean, not even, exactly. but it is the the Instagram of it all is very interesting. And sometimes it'll blow my mind when I do see like, because, you know, like I don't get to see everybody's stories a lot anymore. Um, as things get, or I see a select whatever they put in front of my face, no, but it totally is kind of mind blowing totally. when you're like, you see somebody's life that is different than yours and that is an amazing thing sometimes but sometimes it can be really scary as well cuz you're like holy fuck that's out that's like a whole different life that i have no concept of and you're seeing yeah, it in these quick yeah, little yeah. moments yeah. and uh i don't know i it, sometimes i can like trip out on that a little bit so i can not even imagine what it's like for you yeah. um but uh um sorry to get on that but i was just thinking oh, about no. that in terms of uh, Tiffany in terms of oh, yeah, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, Crystal
2: yeah. and things like that is that Bravo has turned this not turned an amazing corner but has really highlighted different mm-hmm. voices which I think is amazing yeah. and I would really think the next step of that is to highlight their weirdness as well is that yes. nobody is here I mean you know I hate anybody feeling pressured to teach anybody anything when it's like okay they're they you know, somebody of Asian descent can be just as manipulative, possibly as Ramona. Let's give exactly. them that chance. You know,
0: exactly. exactly. <laughs> we like, can
2: hate them for we absolutely. can hate them for for their their beliefs and who you know, not who their their skin color or something. You exactly. know,
0: exactly. Um, That's like Give like, us a full seat at the table, like not over here at the kitty table. Like you're in the dining room. It's like no, everyone's equal. Like it's like this is the Real Housewives of Atlanta, the city, whatever it is, it's not like, okay, so we're all white and privileged, and you're the woman of color. So that's the role that you're going to play. And we're going to find every way to other you. Or we're going to be racist. Yeah. One or the other. It's usually (laughs) one or the other. So. Uh Yeah, I I worry, and and I'm worried for Ebony because I've already seen in the previews, and she's like, she's too
2: smart. She's too. I I worry about her. I worry about people with a higher IQ because I worry about. Like, it's either going to drive them crazy from a mental level, Mm -hmm. or they're going to get so much blowback that it's going to be like. I just, I don't, I can't imagine what it's like for them when it's like so much attention all at once and they might not be used to it and it's good yeah. and it's bad. And I mean, even on a, a scale of even like Leah McSweeney going into a second season, I'm like, I'm nervous. Cause I'm like, Oh God, she, she got us blowing, gassing her up so much in that first season, myself definitely included. And then how does that affect your mental state going in thinking you're yeah. the shit in the second season? You know,
0: very curious to see. Um, and, and Ebony, I actually met Ebony like ten or eleven years ago on set of a like a low budget indie film in LA, and we were just like eating the craft services, just talking. And she was already a lawyer. She was like, Jeez. she was like in her late twenties. She was already a lawyer, and I'm a fucking broke actor. And I remember she was like, I'm gonna give this acting thing a try because she had just moved to LA. She was like, I'm gonna give this acting thing a try, but if not, I always have my law degree. She's like so well, still practicing law on the side. That I mean,
2: that's. I don't get that. Like I follow this person on Instagram, this girl, and she was posting complex math equations at times over the year. And I guess she like math. And then she posts the other day, she goes, you know, prayed to God and um, I'm going for my law degree. I'm going for my law degree now. And I'm like, what? You just posted the math homework. And I'm like, I'm here sitting, fiddling with like Bravo shows in my bed. I couldn't even conceive of going back to school right now.
0: I I know, I know. It's wild. I, I, high
2: functioning people. Like who needs that kind of no, stuff? I don't
0: get it. I do not get it. So um, you know, it's, it's interesting to see that not, not only is she did not become an actor, but she became a reality star, which is like, wow.
2: And she didn't need like, that's what I'm like, the the true, uh, the, the biggest weakness that any of these people have is wanting to be on TV in the first place, mm. you know? I mean, it's like, I'm sick. So I know exactly why I want to be there. But like these people, if you know how to like do law degrees and math degrees, like why are you even messing with that? You know?
0: I know. That's why I told myself all the time, like, it's not even like the know-how. Cause I feel like I, I really do feel that I could figure out how to do anything, but it's the, the willingness to want to actually wake up every day and spend my time on earth yes. doing that thing. And well, that's the part that's hard for me. Like I'm jealous of people that can like wake up and just like go to their job. They're nine to five. And like, they have their stability and their health insurance, and their car and their house. Like if that were in me, I would do it. I mean, that's,
2: that is it. Like you're dead on is like, sometimes I'll just trip out of like, how did this like, wow, they get up, they dress themselves, they go to work, they come, they like work out. Like I, I'm like, how do you do all of this? Thi-? And then sometimes I feel care. like, well, fuck. I'm like, at this point, I'm too old. I can't get to that place. You know, like I can't learn how to, to, to feed myself <laughs> at this point, you know? um, uh, I need to get your thoughts on Summer House. Um, what
0: oh, is your- I love because, Summer House. Okay, man, Summer, House is, we love Summer House? House is the best show in Bravo right now. It really I, is.
2: I talked to Lindsay yesterday and I felt like- she was so Lindsay that I felt like I was in Summer House.
0: Oh, you know, she my was god. dead
2: on Lindsay, like she was even like to a point where she was like, I am activated right now. And she was not even acting, she was not. And she showed me, oh my god, Sasha, she showed me her list for life that they showed because oh. I said. And she goes, oh, you want to see it? And she opened it up. And I thought I was looking at the Holy Grail all of a sudden. That
0: is hilarious. I love that. Yeah, but why do you
2: like Summer House?
0: Okay, I like Summer House because it just feels, for whatever reason, just like hits close to home. Like I just relate to them. Because, you know, most of these people, their lives are so like – they're your fantasy life. They have the nice cars and the homes and you dream of being a housewife or whatever. These are people that are like, you know, they're late 20s, early to mid 30s. Like they work regular jobs and they're just like hanging out. And I just, I don't know, I love it. I feel like the drama, like I relate to the drama. Like, you know, some of these shows that like, like for instance, arguing about a profit, you know, stuff like that. But then when you think about, oh, did you finger her? Like, oh yeah, I remember that when I was like in college or high school. Like, yeah, I relate to that, you know? <laughs> i said that the other go
2: i go that is it i I said Lindsay is bringing back finger banging and i appreciate it i was like that kind of stuff like i was like i hope next season she brings back dry humping because it's like she's bringing back all the high school classics
0: exactly just for regular old people like oh my god all do
2: i write but well today was the Lindsay interview and i did like a um like intro where i said i got two I got too scared because I I was going to ask her about finger banging. And then my mom was like, don't, don't do it. Like, that's horrible. And I'm, but then Lindsay goes, Oh, I'm going to listen to it now. And I was like, no, 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 no. No, I said, start after the 12 minute mark. That's That's when you, cause I was like, Oh fuck. She's going to listen to me saying, I wish I had asked her about finger banging. (laughs) Um, What do you think of, uh, so we had a new person in the house this, this, uh, year with Sierra who got brought in with Luke. What was your opinion on the Luke Sierra Hannah issue? You seem like a sane person for the most part. What is your opinion on all of this?
0: Okay. So I definitely feel like Luke is, he's a narcissist and um, he, he loves attention from women. And he really gets off on feeling like different, multiple women want him at once. Like he needs to feel like that, or he needs to be in like a really, really, really serious relationship. Like he proposed to his last girlfriend. I feel like he needs to have a, he's just a person that requires a lot of attention. So with that being said, I fully believe that Hannah was led to believe that they were more than friends he may have said what he said but all of his actions and everything that sent her the message that he wanted to be more than friends i.e saying I love you talking on the phone all the time so I think he went into the house looking forward to having that attention from Hannah and looking forward to having also this thing with Sierra that maybe he thought maybe it could be more serious now I I love Sierra now when she said oh I don't like calls after nine o'clock I feel like People want to take people that that want to support Luke and Luke supporters would say that, oh, that's so ridiculous. Like, of course, you can talk to someone after nine. I didn't take it being so literal. It was just her way of saying, like, look, you're talking to me. You're flirting with me. I can tell you're trying to get with me. And I've already told you I don't like you like that. And she felt uncomfortable. So that was her way of drawing that boundary. And then Luke put himself in this position of like, you know, where you want to feel bad for him because everyone's ganging up on him. So at the end of the day, everything that Kyle said was right.
2: Okay. But Kyle said that in a complete drunken stupor. But it was and, still black. <laughs> yeah, but I, I love how quick that by the way. I I thought it was hysterical to watch two dudes compliment uh, Carl and uh Carl and Kyle compliment each other on like, "We know how to treat women well now. We went through our Luke phase." And like, I'm like, "Uh Carl, you're like 6 months know, into this. How know, are you?" But isn't it such a isn't it such a dude thing to compliment yourself on some shit you just started, you know? <laughs>
0: i think no, that was totally, no, absolutely right and i he fucking gets on my nerves but everything he said i agreed with like but wasn't it funny that
2: i love kyle sitting down next to luke the next day when they were making up and kyle was like uh hey man i don't even really care it's just that the girls were saying it and like he's like I, you can be however you want like uh-huh. but it's such a, it seems like you could get kyle worked up about anything and he might yeah. have a clear no,
0: right.
2: about it but then he's like well i don't really care i need to moment.
0: know okay so are you team luke I
2: talked to Luke on the podcast and I went in not liking Luke and I got a different sense of him in the sense of like, I, I think he, and this is, I don't know if I'm just making excuses for him, which we tend to do with men is that I don't know if I think when you're that good looking, you're almost conditioned to expect attention from women. Like he's not known anything different because he has always had multiple, multiple women probably want him. So it is foreign for anything to go wrong. Like the Sierra thing, I think.
0: So there's no good guys are just cool, like genuine guys that are also good looking.
2: I mean, unless I get better looking, I mean, I don't know. I mean, then I would be me, but like, I I, no, I mean, I think we all make our mistakes and I think Luke probably, hopefully, learned a really hard lesson this summer and especially with the feedback. But I also think that Hannah played this really wrong and i and and i say that with hannah played this because i think hannah knows she was playing this hannah was playing a part Mm -hmm. she was trying to get uh sierra off luke and i do think there was something demented in calling him uh you know like calling him her ex oh that
0: was weird that was
2: well and it just like i i the older I get, I realize that we tell ourselves things to make our life easier or, yeah. you know, and I feel, I see a lot of like exactly where it's coming from, from Hannah with the insecurity and stuff. Yeah, totally. I just feel in retrospect, I, I now almost am starting to feel bad for Hannah again. Cause I'm like, I don't think, I thought she expected this to work a lot better. Cause wait, this is my theory. I want to get your opinion on is that sometimes you can lose the moment in the house like you know or like win the moment like Hannah won the house in that moment with Luke she won but she didn't win outside of the house which is all of us and in Hannah's yes. head she thought she was going to win the house and win all of us and you see that even with Deandra Deandra and Dallas lost the in-person situation with Carrie and all the women but she won all of us over you know yeah it's never so- usually it's it's interesting how the audience perceives it
0: absolutely that is such a good point because she, no, I didn't did never think about that. Like how the people on the show perceiving them differently than us.
2: But I think Hannah thinks about that. I think Hannah thinks about her career really? and think is very aware of what works in social media and what doesn't. And right. I think she genuinely thought she was going to be celebrated as like, this was going you know, to be a, a female issue, an issue that women deal with, which mm-hmm. they do deal with. They do deal yeah. with men doing this a lot. And I think she thought she was going to be champion for her feelings, but I don't think it had the foundation. Like, you know, they never were boyfriend and girlfriend. So what we saw was just like, well, yeah, he just wanted a girl to hook up with a couple of times, you
0: know. I just feel bad because it's like, yeah, I mean, she should have just known she was getting played like he was playing her right? He was stringing her along. So she should have gone into it. Like, okay, I'm an adult. And this, this dude has said that he doesn't want anything in a relationship with me. So this is just whatever this is. So yes, I guess she was just deluded to think otherwise and to think of him as her ex, but it's just like, I feel bad for her. I feel like he manipulated her.
2: I think he did, but I see that. I think he did, but I just sometimes in talking to him, like, and I hate to like, unless he's I just didn't get the sense that there was a, and i'm trying to say this delicately that there was a lot of master plan there on anything you know like he's yeah. the guy that's been encouraged to pick up a guitar because he's a hot guy like he oh. could just be noodling around and be like oh that's an amazing like girls would be like that's an amazing song you know like we've seen it
0: god, god i know I, ha- I hate that type of
2: guy i mean i i mean i hate that t- i mean the
0: and that i think that's the- why it's so hard for me because i'm like i feel i feel like what hannah like like There's this dude that she knew was out of her league, right? She knew he's this hot model. And she's like, oh, he's giving me attention. I'll go with it. She went with it all last summer and it felt good. It's fun. Like she's getting this attention from this guy. It carried on. And then she's thinking she's going to come in the house and it's going to continue. And then all of a sudden he walks in with another chick that's way hotter than her. And so I feel like she really just felt like embarrassed and just sort of like duped. Like she, I don't think she saw that coming. I'm thinking if that were me, I would have been pissed off. I would have been her. I'm like, yeah, I know you said that we weren't together, but I didn't know you were literally like you literally had another girl that you were fucking at the same time. It's well, like, you're just, an I,
2: I still will never, but I also feel like I missed, like I asked Lindsay this. I was like, did we, did we miss a huge piece? Because why did Sierra take it? Like, why did she treat him? So like with that 9. PM and the, okay, well I understand, but I still will not forget what because you did he
0: sucks, because he just sucks so bad. Like, Luke is just so... Eh. like well, She I can't was, even clean her even, bed. She can't even no. clean her bed, Sasha. I would be repulsed by Luke. I'm telling you, if there was a guy that brought me into a house, right? And then there was a girl that was really upset. <laughs> and, and brought a box
2: of condoms too, <laughs> unwrapped.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just for me, as if, as if.
2: Wait, oh who's your guy in the summer house? Do you have a, a favorite guy?
0: I, I mean, obviously, Carl.
2: Because you love people that make beds. <laughs> you love people that hydrate and do, uh, you know... i get see carl like uh, carl got the hero edit this season not i mean but i really think carl just i mean and and by the way in all reality so sad about his brother uh, but but uh, every week even with that i was like damn now he's showing that he's in touch with his emotions he can cry like this guy's just having gonna have women just throwing themselves at him you know already he had that
0: yeah we'll see how it goes on the winter house is he on winter house or no i i they've uh
2: i don't think he is actually and that's well that was my kind of as we start wrapping up what i really wanted to find out what you thought of bravo I feel like they're start they really are listening to us now because they all of a sudden are doing all-star housewives, winter house. What are your thoughts about, about shows like this and kind of making it more of a brand like say 90 Day Fiance?
0: Oh, I think it's great. The more the merrier. I love exactly.
2: it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm like, can they put us on TV? I'm like, if they have the budget to put everybody on TV on multiple shows, like they can't put us on TV. Well, that's
2: what I say. Well, I mean, imagine like we get the summer house. We they trap us in there for a couple of weeks and we have to create content in the summer house or you know, there's there's so many ideas.
0: Okay, so here's the thing, it's like I'm like, oh, I would what is a way that we could be on TV and obviously there's commentary, but if it's just like us being ourselves without it having to be like fights.
2: Well, I could dress up like one of the bushes in the summer house and just be like, or like an inanimate object, and just be there. And then when everybody goes to bed, you just see me start to move out of it, you know. And I just go through the food and stuff. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah,
0: just pump her on payroll.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be funny. Is like we've hidden two podcasters in the house.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, be so fun! And then we like talk about it afterwards. Like, oh my yeah. God.
2: By the way, or and you just start like when everybody goes to sleep, you move things. You're like, you know, I break the oven in the summer house, but don't tell anybody. And you know, um, or yeah, I couldn't be a shrub because Kyle would probably pee on me at some <laughs> point since he only pees outdoors. Um, I also was so sad when like this one got me when I, at the end of last week, they said, you know, the season finale of summer house. I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready at all.
0: Okay. So Kyle and Amanda, are they going to, are going to, do you think they're going to get married?
2: I think they're going to get married on the show. I don't know if that means like, I mean, Carl, like you can get you, I'm a minister in the universal life church, which you have to pay like $20 for and you don't have to do anything for it. So he probably will sign up for the internet and he probably will marry them. But I don't know if that's going to be considered their official wedding, you know?
0: Okay, okay.
2: Yeah, but I mean, that's that's a good season finale, I guess. I was just waiting because yeah. I thought we were, I thought we were going to get a Sierra Carl hookup.
0: Yeah, well, maybe they'll do it in, well, they're probably not going to hook up in Winterhouse. So yeah, no, it's probably not going to happen.
2: I do need to know, because of Winterhouse, I have heard only shot for like two weeks. And wait, wait, you're in LA. What is your thoughts about Tom uh, TomTom reopening in early May?
0: I hope it reopens and they're saying that they're going to start shooting Vanderpump soon. So I want to go.
2: Yeah. I mean, we got to all go by the way, you, to- cause I know you hang out with uh, faces by bra or Steven and all that stuff. So we all got to hang out sometime, especially I'll be fully vaxxed as of Monday. So yes, um, yes,
0: yes, yes, yes.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: no, totally do that. I want to do like a whole Vanderpump, like scroll, just like hit up everything, sir, Tom, Tom, pump,
2: yeah. I mean, I love, uh, the new, the new saying should be like, uh, what was Lisa's old thing about like, this is where you take your, your wife.
0: Uh-huh. Uh,
2: and then, and now I feel like Buca de Beppo should be the place where you take your mistress, you know, they yes. should switch. <laughs> um, uh, Sasha you are the perfect guest you are so perfect in so many ways oh we God. can support you at the Bravo breakdown and I don't know if this is all right to say and we can edit this out if not but uh, oh no Bravo had reached out today and you guys I think um, um, came together to raise money uh, mm-hmm. for the situation that happened in Columbus Ohio which is actually the town I was born in um, and my parents were raised in and unfortunately there was uh, a 15 year old girl that, that got murdered yesterday and uh, they're going to be raising money and, and you guys can f- find that on my stories as well as Oh No Bravo. And I think yours, is that all right to mention?
0: Yes, yes, yes. It's uh, the love land at the love land. It's, it's run by Rachel uh, Coggle. She has that page with like a lot of resources about anti-racism and I think the fun, she has a very specific fund that's black therapy for black girls. So Ono oh Bravo and I were talking a lot about like the trauma that black women are experiencing right now. And then it just continues the cycle when you're not able to talk to someone so that they really have like a lot of emphasis on getting us into therapy and having the funds for it.
2: Yeah, and I know times are tight for everybody. I think that's a really worthy cause though. So if you have any extra this month, consider donating over there because I think it really is a great cause.
0: We hit our goal in three hours, $1,000 in three hours.
2: Dang, that's amazing. Wow. Congratulations. I mean, that's just really, I mean, there's so many good people out in this world and I think that is something that really needs to be highlighted. Um, you know, and that's uh, coming out of this year, I was so horribly depressed and, you know, there are so many good things to be hopeful about, which is what I always going to kind of leave with, but also the Bravo breakdown is where we can find you on Instagram. Is that where we can find everything up to date when you do announce this show that's happening? Yes.
0: Yes. Everything will be on the gram. On the feed, and you have a
2: Patreon too, by the way. Yep,
0: yep. Patreon slash the Bravo breakdown. Uh, I post on there once a week. I, whatever you see on my feed is usually like a small clip of what's on the Patreon
2: okay okay so go support her in all ways um uh, it, it, it's so great to catch up with you uh thank you for always being so great to me and uh and all of the listeners and i hope this is a uh, continued friendship uh with many uh, other times we talk
0: uh, of course thank you so much for having me ryan it's of course awesome.
1: you feel it, baby i get two.
0: Batches.